um, you know, before we before we do the actual interview, could you just give us just in your words, like your like what you focus on and what you like your passions and everything are. Right. So I, I run a corporate development and sales training practice, you know, emphasis yeah. on the on the sales consultancy. So we work with companies of all sizes, you know, and we help them increase the productivity and effectiveness of their sales or sales related staff. Yeah. Improving overall performance. That's our reason for being really. Awesome. We tend to do, we tend to do that in four key areas, prospect management, effective selling and selling skills strategy, sorry, um, telephone selling and management development. And our primary objective is to help clients get more active prospects, close more sales and grow existing business, depending on what that means for their environment or sector. So cool. we, yeah, we work with everyone from BT to Goldman Sachs to MNS. If they pay, we play. <laughs> Don't discriminate on the dollar <laughs> or the rand. Or the Naira. <laughs> no, that's, that's really awesome. So, um, you know, what I think we'll probably probably do, uh, and Adam, jump in and just tell me if I'm, if I'm off my No, no, Like, I think at the moment, franchise recruitment, right, which is effectively, you know, some other people might call it franchise sales. Yeah. Um, you know, it's quite a, quite a hot topic. And, you know, engaging with people who are wanting to change their lives and, you know, get, in, get on board with brands, um, Etc. And doing it in such a way that you actually um, you 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 get rid of people. Get rid of it's a really harsh term, but you're able to filter out the candidates really quickly and effectively, in yeah. order to find people who are really serious about it and and want to do do it. So maybe we can we can talk about that. And then also the the other thing I I, I think would be really really interesting is um, you know we were talking Adam and I were talking earlier, and it's uh, it's quite striking that within the franchising industry. Um, even even in places like South Africa, right? Um, there are very few ethnic minorities um, represented. Um, and I'd just like to get your thoughts on on why that might be. Um, I don't think it's through lack of of you know. I don't think it's a, a lack of effort from people you know recruiting diversely. Um, yeah. it just appears that there's a massive lack of of um, applications. Um, yeah, that's really interesting that you should say that. I mean, I. I think, um, and well, we'll do maybe we'll do this on the interview, or but but just so that you know, I think one, I think it's creativity in recruitment. I think it's, maybe it's not for want of lack of, a, you know, people not wanting to be diverse or anything like that. I just yeah. probably it's creativity in how you get to these people. You know, there may be, yeah. you know, it, but where depend, you know, in South Africa it's a different story. But I would say around the rest of the world, Western world. Um, you know, the, it's not, it's not, well, franchising is not the traditional route for anyone. No. But it's not going to be the traditional route for the minority, right? Mm. So um, the minority is not going to hang out where others hang out, you know? So yeah. you have to, um, so I think, yeah, greater creativity, I think. One of the yeah. things I didn't mention to you that I do, but I don't know if it's relevant to this, um, yeah. is that in the corporate development of what we do, that part of what I do, you know, uh, we have a sort of, we have a practice which is focused on inclusion, diversity yeah. and inclusion. And that's all about um, unconscious bias and how. Yeah. Oh, last year. And so on. So I don't know to what extent that's I, relevant. I, I, I think it would be quite relevant, really. I think obviously we're asking you to introduce yourself at the start. But, and um, 
I think what would be cool is if you kind of introduce um, both hats you wear okay. in terms of um, yeah. your business and 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 then I think we can probably cover both both elements because um, I think there could be some really interesting. I think like you were saying there, creativity and recruitment yeah. um, for ethnic minorities. I think would be actually be a really interesting. I think it'd be a topic fantastic to, topic. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we can we can kind of shape the conversation around that as much as you like, really. So just to just to let you know, in particular, right, that the. So I know that um, just in my experience in franchising, so franchise laws are, you know, they, they advertise in the traditional places. So your creativity side actually comes in quite nicely over there. Um, and they just deal with the leads that they get, right? They, they actually, you know, the only thing they discriminate against is, you know, how many leads they get, um, you know, <laughs> which is good. But um, in the franchising world, it's really interesting to me that, um, you know, that the a Asian pe people from Asian descent yeah. who have come and, and a large proportion of that are guys who came out of Uganda, right, yeah. with Idi Amin. Um, you know, a huge proportion of them are now by far the biggest owners of um, food-based franchises in the UK. Yeah. So, like, the, the Domino's, the KFC's, the, all of those kind of businesses are... Are massively dominated by 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 guys, and like I said, weirdly, a lot of them are actually from from Africa originally, from Uganda, right? Yeah, that doesn't surprise me because um, if you think about a lot of the Gujaratis, they they they're, they're very entrepreneur from Africa. Yeah. They're very entrepreneurial, and if you yeah, think yeah. about, it, they came to Africa on an as entrepreneurial, yeah, as a, <laughs> yeah, so on an entrepreneurial ship, so to speak. Yeah. So that doesn't surprise me at all. Well, that doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, they will jump at the opportunity to, you know, they would be looking. So you would, they're, they're, you know, without being, you know, putting them in a box, they're the kind of people that will be looking for entrepreneurial opportunities. So yeah. they'll find you. Yeah, they'll find the franchise or whatever. Or fran yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, if, yeah, before he or she finds them. Um, yeah. But others. Maybe. So maybe if we can, if we can, um, you know, when we're talking about the creativity in franchising, yeah. maybe if we can, we can take a look at how we can get um, more Africans, you know, potentially to look at franchising as an option because it is a really, it's a, it's a, it's a great way, and you know, a lot of social franchising is happening in Africa where franchising concepts are going out to help feed villages and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, and do and um, yeah, what's that tool called? Which I mentioned in the interview. What's that tool called? That I should know it. Sewn by Facebook, the tool. Sewn by Facebook. Pictures, people send pictures. Instagram. Instagram. Instagram, yeah. yeah. Do, you, do, they, do they advertise on that? Do they do, they do that? Yeah, yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, everyone does, yeah. So um, to give you background, I run a marketing agency that helps franchisors recruit franchisees. Yeah. So um, it's a really interesting kind of topic for me on, on the creativity side of things on, you know, what franchisors could do. So yeah, yeah they use Instagram. They, they use every marketing channel to yeah. try and recruit franchisees. Yeah. And they should say things like they call, they should just call it out, you know, just call it out. Yeah. I, I, I'm talking to um, a lot of corporates. I was on a, I was on a panel and um, you know, I was saying, well, look, you know, if you'll put this whole black lives matter thing is, you know, it's been a big thing, obviously, with a lot with corporates and um, I'm saying, look, if you're all putting your hand up and saying there's this, uh, 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 there's not a, you know, there's a disproportionate under representation of of of, of blacks and you know in 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 uh, black people in uh, 
in the corporate world, then I think you have to be more creative and more aggressive in attracting those people. That's what I was saying. And I was saying, you know, having the flimsy line, and I know that, I don't know what it is, in, I'm sure you guys don't do that, but having that flimsy line of, we are an equal opportunities employer, blah, blah, you know, that it obviously doesn't work. <laughs> you know, yeah. because that line has been there for the last 20 years, since I can remember, since I was yeah. a graduate. And that was a long time ago. So it obviously doesn't work. So why not be, just say it. Just say we, we actively encourage people from this background, this background, this background. We have a serious, you know, underrepresentation, and we actively encourage. You know, then, yeah. you know, when people see that, they'll respond to it. I think, I think that's cool, yeah. I think probably let's crack on with the interview. Yeah. Some of that stuff would have been great to have in the interview, so yeah. we might get you to repeat it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and I'm just yeah, yeah. the intro, by the way. Am I, am I doing the intro? Doing the intro. I've got, um, I have an intro here that Mark sent us. Do you want me to actually read your intro? Or would you, or I just get you to introduce yourself, or? Uh, maybe read it. You read it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I hear it? Don't don't um, be cookie. <laughs> so we've got, um, after spending more than 25 years working in the city and internationally as an employee and a leading business consultant, Buki Masaku speaks candidly about unconscious bias as it applies to you. So yeah, this is talking about um, your work on the unconscious bias side of things. So are you happy, happy with that intro? If and then it goes the and say... Um, if that's the direction, yeah, if you're happy with it, yeah. I, I think it's quite a cool direction. Yeah, I think if we can, if we just try and keep it as, as far away from anything that like people can start getting politically worried about, you know, so if we, if we go in down, the, if we go down the lines, like we were saying earlier, um, of just saying, look, how do we get more people? Like the creativity, I like, I love the creativity angle. Yeah, yeah, that's really yeah. cool. Can you say um, my, what I do, can you say that I'm the founder of, that's all? Can I just tell you what I'm the founder of? Yeah, I, I wonder whether I pass it across to you, because you, when you introduced yourself earlier, it sounded really cool. Yeah. All so right, okay. I, I, I wonder whether I just sort of say, you know, we're joined by Buki. Um, yeah. It'd be brilliant if you could introduce yourself. You introduce yourself, and then we'll come back and start asking questions, if that's right. All right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll do it. I'll, do, I'll, I'll introduce myself. Are you, are you sure you're happy with that? I just think because yeah. it was cool the intro you done about the brands you work with and all those kind of things. Yeah, so. I like all right, that. all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll, yeah. Do, it. I'll do it. No, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. Cool. cool. Okay. So if everyone's ready, you ready, Mark? Yeah. Start on that camera. So hi, everybody, and welcome to our interview today. We are pleased to be joined by Buki Masaku. Um, Buki, I think I'll allow you to introduce yourself. If that's okay. I'll pass across to you. Okay, thanks. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm glad to be here, first of all, and thank you. I'm the founder of ROSACAD, Results Oriented Sales Academy, and Diversity Think Tank, uh, which is a both a corporate development and sales training organizations, and we focus on inclusion and develop sales development. We work with any, everyone from small startups to uh, FTSE 500 mid-market companies that you would know would be people like Goldman Sachs, BT, Marks and Spencers, and everything in between. That's amazing, thank you. Um, we, we've just been having a little chat actually before, before we started the interview, and we were talking a bit about franchising and how um, there is a kind of lack of representation with ethnic minorities within franchising. Um, Sean and I were just kind of discussing it beforehand as well. Um, I just wondered if you have any thoughts around 
Um, why that might be, things that franchisors could be looking to do to try and um, encourage more ethnic minorities into franchising? Well, I think there are a number of different things. I think it's not for want, uh, lack of wanting uh, minorities. I think it's more about how you go about accessing uh, and, and communicating with and to minorities. And I think uh, one of the areas that people could, uh, franchisers could uh, be stronger at is being more creative in the way that they um, actually uh, reach out to uh, minorities, uh, ethnic minorities. So being more creative in the way that they do that, as opposed to um, using the traditional ways. Because by definition, if you're a minority, communicating to you should be different from the way that you communicate to the masses. So if you want to get the minorities, then you need to tailor uh, uh, your uh, recruiting in such a way that you're more likely to, to get them, reach them, and access them and inspire them to, to, to want to be a part of your franchise. Yeah, that's a good point, actually, because, you know, the thing is that the franchising world is constantly looking at, um, you know, how to improve. I mean, Adam, you know, is a specialist in franchise marketing, um, and everybody's always looking at, at really good ways to try and, you know, get better candidates, etc. But what they, what they completely focus on is that process Right. And, you know, you are correct in the sense that, you know, what, advertising has always been traditional within the franchising world. I mean, you know, years ago, it used to be, you know, an advert in a newspaper, um, you know, and it was a lot of mainstream stuff. And now it's down to, um, you know, portals and a few sort of specialist industry magazines, um, you know, but there's never, ever been a, a focus or, or not for that matter um, on any particular group of people. It's just been, look, here's our proposition. Um, if you're interested, you know, come and come and take a look. Um, but you know, the one the one thing that is interesting to me, being from Africa, is that um, you know I've I've certainly noticed that there's there's you know there's very few Africans, black Africans, that are within the franchising world. Um, and I know, growing where I grew up, that um, Africa is a continent full of entrepreneurs, right? <laughs> that you know you couldn't find a more entrepreneurial type society. Um, and it just struck me that it's, it, it doesn't appear to be um, necessarily the case over here. Um, have you got any thoughts on that? Yeah, it's very, it's interesting. I think, I, I think that, yeah, you know, traditionally Africa, Africans are very um, entrepreneurial. So you would expect the opposite. But I, 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 like I said, I think one of the big things is, um, uh, is that there's, a, there's probably a confidence element because if I don't see other people like me doing this, having a, owning a franchise, then I, I, it's going to appeal to me less. So yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think that's got a, that's a, that's a big part of it. However, again, it comes back to how you actually commute, how you communicate with the the potential. You know, if we're talking about black uh, 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 potential franchises, how you communicate with them. I think you have to call it out. I think you have to don't beat around the bush. You need to say we would encourage. Um, ha, uh, uh, we actively encourage applications from yeah. people of this background, Afro-Caribbean, um, Asian, Mediterranean, whatever. You need to actively do it. I always give this example. I go for walks in the morning, very early in the morning. I'm a real early riser. I get up around about four and I go for walks at like five o'clock in the morning. And during lockdown, um, I would walk around the Royal, you know, Kensington Gardens. And uh, when I first started walking, it would just say, keep our environment tidy. Keep our parks tidy. That's what it, that was the standard Royal Parks message, right? Um, 
But after lockdown, as, lock, as, as lockdown started to be relaxed, everybody and his dog, literally, right, were, were going to the park, right, from all, our, all different areas. And they weren't being tidy, and there, there, was, there was littering and all other things happening. So what Royal Parks did is they changed their message. The message went from let's keep our environment tidy to this is not a toilet, this is not a rubbish dump, this is not this. Um, please um, treat the park accordingly. And of course, it was very clear. The message was very clear. And you sure it's same with franchising. I think you need to be very clear. You need to call it out, call these people out. Um, called the, the, uh, uh, the minority that you want uh, out, and you're more likely to get a response, you know? And I, here's the thing, you're, gonna, you're not just gonna get a better response from the minorities, you're gonna get a better response from the normal people because it's gonna increase the competition for the, for, 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 for the franchise. So you're gonna get better franchisees anyway. The more diverse uh, 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 the people that you are attracting, the, the far better. Uh, 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 the quality of the people that you eventually get. It, it, make, it makes a lot of sense. So in, the, in franchising here in the UK over the last 10, 15 years, um, there's been an incredible focus on encouraging more women into franchising. Mm. Um, I belong and um, work for an association called EWIF, which is encouraging women into franchising. Um, the British Franchise Association um, run events, again, encouraging women into franchising. And that, that's actually, when you look at the stats over the last 10 years, there's been an incredible growth in women in franchising. And I think taking that as an example, there is a really big opportunity here, I think. Yeah, I think, yeah, and I, yeah, I do. Uh, and uh, it'd be interesting to understand and, and know how people tailor, if they do at all, how they tailor their, um, you know, how they tailor their advertising, their recruitment of, 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 of franchisees in, 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 in minorities, or do they care? I mean, you know, maybe there's another element of, let me just get the numbers. You know, whoever, you know, get the numbers and it's a numbers game, you know, but actually I think they should care because if you do care, you're going to get the more, uh, you're, you're going to get the, the more profitable franchise off. So it's a win-win for everyone. So if we're not caring, and I don't mean not caring in a negative way, just not thinking about it, we should start thinking about it and start being. Yeah, so I, yeah. I, 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 I agree. And like, you know, as we're talking, uh, my kind of, you know, I'm just kind of thinking about it and, you know, because franchising is unique in the sense that it's not just the sale of a product or of a service. It is also a long-term relationship. There's a lot of emotion involved. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a very close relationship, marriage, so to speak, right? So what, what franchise laws, I think, what, um, you know, traditionally everybody is focused on, quite rightly, is they've, they've just focused on what it is, the business, right? Yeah. They focused on this is a business opportunity. And it could be anything from like today we had somebody join the mastermind group who's got a cookie company, right? Uh, franchise. Um, and it could be, it could be anything. And what the franchise are completely focused on is just here is a business opportunity, whoever you are, wherever you are, right? If you find this interesting, come and, you know, take a look at it. Now, I wonder if, um, you know, I suppose normal questions that, that would come up is, you know, when you're talking about uh, different ethnic groups, so as you can hear, I'm, I've not got the best English accent. Um, yeah. I remember when all the, all the South Africans came over to, 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 to England, yeah. we had the South African newspaper in Southwest London, you know, yeah. and, you know, the gum tree started out as an as a Aussie TV South African way to find a house share, 
you know, um, originally. It wasn't what it is today. And actually, like, if anybody wanted to target South Africans, right, you would absolutely and utterly, there was one, there was a TNT magazine, which was given out for free at most of the tube stations, right? And there was the South African magazine. And I wonder, I wonder if, like, you know, that would be the, the way to actually start looking at any particular type, um, you know, or grouping or ethnic minority or whatever, yeah. in that, you know, they wouldn't necessarily be reading the type of, you know, um, you know uh, they wouldn't be looking at the places that we think everyone looks. I think you make such a good point there. I think it's so true. And a wider point as well is that um, I think that's one of the challenges. There's this, uh, you know, we, 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 uh, we, as human beings, we naturally take a, a shortest distance between two points approach to anything that we do. And that's even to the, in the way that we communicate with each other. So, you know, and one of the proof, a proof of this is that we're acronym crazy, right? We, want, we don't say, you know, we, we, everything's an acronym. You know, look, I couldn't even tell you my company name without acronymizing it. Like, it's Results Oriented Sales Academy, but I said Rosa Cat, right? So now we have acronyms for races. We just dump everybody into BAME, like, so from a minority, you know, you have this BAME, but, you know, Black, Asian, Mediterranean, I don't even know what it stands for, but it's something like that, <laughs> right? <laughs> and it limits, you know, when you do that, I'm not saying all franchises do this, but what it does do, it forces you, it, 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 it makes you take this collective view of people that are actually different. They're monolithic, they're different, yeah. right? So like you, the example that you gave around the South African gum tree and so forth, I, yeah. I think it, it's so true. Like with Nigerians, there are Nigerian, for example, Nigerian papers, which they use, right? Which all Nigerians read. Um, Franchises should go to that. So, for, and the reason why I'm using Nigeria as an example, not just because that's my extraction, they're what some of the most entrepreneurial people you will ever meet. And that's not just me saying that, that's documented, right? So, you know, there are markets in Nigeria that they use as business case studies. That will tell you the mindset of the people from there. I mean, London Business School and all these places use them as case studies. So, if I were a franchiser, right? That would be a community that I would target just on a numbers perspective. Never mind diversity, just like these guys are entrepreneurial, right? So um, I think what you're saying is true. You need to understand where these people hang out. You want, um, there's a term, congregational marketing, you know, congregational marketing, congregational recruitment, Re recruit where these people congregate and you'll find that you'll, you'll get more of them and more of the right type, more, more, which is the most important thing. Yeah. So that makes sense to you. Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting. So we've worked with so many franchise brands to help them um, strategize and, and recruit franchisees, essentially. And I think as we're talking, I've just been thinking of how, from a profiling point of view, from a targeting point of view, the kind of things that franchisors look to do. And I think they will target people based on age. So um, there'll be different marketing messages for maybe, you know, um, people leaving university and how that could be an opportunity in the job or people looking to take a job before retirement or to couples. Um, I don't think it's ever really been done um, from ethnic backgrounds. I haven't seen a franchise or do that or then target specifically. And I'm just now thinking to myself what, how, <laughs> every franchise is looking for new ways to generate leads and to um, fish in different ponds to find, yeah. you know, more brilliant candidates for their opportunity. Yeah. And I'm just thinking now what, how much is this an opportunity outside of what everyone's currently doing? Because as far as I'm aware, I don't know if you know different, I don't think anyone takes 
this kind of strategy at the moment? No, and it's, it's, it's really interesting to me too, because, you know, in reality, we're trying to, you know, we, 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 we've already decided that we need a different pond. You know, in the meantime, there's all kinds of fish in our pond. You know, we've only been just going for one type. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, not, not knowing, you know, I, I, you know it's, it's, it's one of those where if we're going to take this analogy to its nth degree, yeah. you know, if you have always been taught that you put an earthworm on a hook, right, and you chuck it in, there's only certain fish that like earthworms. Yeah, you yeah. Know, others might like dragonflies, and if you don't use dragonfly, you're not going to catch other fish. That, that's completely right, and I think I think because I think you actually touched on it earlier. You know, they, it's a bit of a numbers game. You know, you generate X amount of leads to get people into a process, and then you know, X amount of franchises after. Um, they don't. They don't focus that marketing lead generation on someone's background. I can 100% say that, but what they do is the kind of skills or what they're looking for that would make you franchisee, which clearly um, could be anyone from any, any background. Yeah. Um, so it's just how you take that marketing and, and put it into other areas, which I think is really interesting. Yeah, and I, I, think, yeah, and I think the way that they are doing it is the correct way. You should focus on the type of people that would, uh, uh, you know, the character traits, personality traits, that lend themselves to this type of um, work. Having said that though, that, you know, people have to look at um, uh, studies, you know, and studies show that the more diverse your workforce, the more diverse, the more um, profitable it will be. And these are not just studies, yeah. these are studies done by McKinsey and all these types of people, you know. And so um, I, if, if franchise, franchisers haven't if that hasn't hit the franchise world i think it really is important that um, they take that in into because i think it's the fastest it, it will grow businesses farther it, it, the more you diverse your your franchise the friend the faster your business will grow along with so looking along at, along with the normal traits but also making sure there's a healthy a healthy mix whatever that healthy mix is i don't know what it is but you know I, I, at the moment, obviously, it's dip, disproportionately underrepresented with certain, you know, certain minorities. So shifting that. Yeah. Well, I can I can see that, and I mean, you know, what you're saying makes complete sense because, you know, I've I've always been so many years ago. I started an international franchising podcast, um, and you know, the thing that was always interesting to me was that, you know, it's it's not if you take you know uh, ethnic backgrounds and everything out of the mix just simply having people from different countries and different backgrounds and different upbringings, you know, yeah. always makes the culture and the diversity within the company's thinking better. Um, yeah. And there's no company that can't benefit from having, having different points of view, you know, when they, when they creating things. And I, and, and this is, I just, I love the subject because like the more we talk, the more I just remember growing up and seeing, you know, guys who, who were who were entrepreneurs to the extent where they were buying five burner mobile phones and yeah. getting pay-as-you-go SIM cards and a container, right? And renting out the phones, you know, yeah. <laughs> and you know, in Africa, and you know, that kind of you would yeah. never you would never get that in in Europe. You never yeah. get somebody thinking, you know, I'm going to rent out my mobile phone. <laughs> yeah, no, true. you know, it's yeah. great, it's great, it's yeah. great thinking, you know. Yeah. I'm just, I suppose that's also where Coca-Cola became such a big, powerful thing because there's literally not a shop in Africa that doesn't have a Coca-Cola sign on. 
yeah. you know, it's basically, it basically denotes shop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you see the Coca-Cola sign, you know there's a shop. That's true. And that is it. Even, even in the, 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 the furthest corners of remote Africa, if the, there'll be a Coca-Cola sign. And that's yeah. where the shop is. <laughs> I was just thinking of what you're saying, actually. I think it applies to me. You know, I'm, I'm in the business. I'm in the I'm in sales. You know, I was in sales, and her mother was in sales of sort. You know, she my my grandmother was a a wholesaler of, of fish, right? And her her daughter was uh, my mother um, ran a cosmetics company. You know, so these people are. You know, and then I, I run a sales training practice, right? Um, it doesn't get any more um, entrepreneurial than that. And there's like millions of others like that. So I think, um, yeah, I think, yeah, having a healthy, healthier uh, balance, I think is good. And uh, finding a yeah. way to communicate to those people, is, is, you know, is, 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 a, is a big thing as well. Yeah, and I think, I think that this, is, this conversation has really given us a bit of a, bit of a, you know, thinking point because, you know, honestly, it just, it just makes business sense because there's a lot of humans out there, you know, yeah. that just haven't considered franchising. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it could be down to something as simple as just where we communicate. And there might be this whole new scene of gold. Quite you know? possibly. I mean, we, what the, one of the thing everyone in the franchise sector is always talking about is how can we make, how can we build awareness around franchising? And, yeah. and maybe it's just the case is we're not building the awareness, you know, everywhere we should be, which yeah. you know, could be, I mean, it's part of potentially the answer. So yeah, um, yeah it's, it's been really interesting. Yeah, I think it's also driven by an element of unconscious bias. But, and what I mean by that is that, because look, we're talking about it. It's not the traditional home uh, or, or entrepreneurial home, clearly of, um, of, of, of ethnic minorities or at least black ethnic minorities if i i can use that because as a black person yeah, yeah. So, so um that is a unconsciously in the mind of, of of i guess a lot of the franchisors unconsciously so it's not a conscious bias an unconscious bias and so because of that um thing is skewed is isn't skewed towards towards uh, 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 that community you know, so um, I think it, just having the conversations like this just creates an awareness, you know, which yeah. is part of the challenge. You know, it's just having an awareness. And then um, from there on, you can be more creative. That enables you to be more creative. But if you have that kind of unconscious bias until it's brought out, um, how would you shift things in the first place? Yeah, and I can, I, can, I can picture a lot of people. I remember Nelson Mandela used to have that exact same thing, right? He was like, look, guys, you know, if you're going to skirt around an issue, you're never going to fix it, you know? And, um, and you know, this is exactly it. So I, can, I can see a bunch of franchisors sitting there right now listening to this, thinking, oh, yes. Actually, why have we not thought about this before? And it is an you unconscious know? thing, isn't it? It's an unconscious <laughs> thing because they, you know, they haven't recruited people from certain backgrounds and, you know, you, yeah. you continually do what you think is working and you, you unconsciously, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you know, don't think about outside the box other you know opportunities but yeah. um yeah. more i'm talk we're talking here just, you know it does present potentially a massive opportunity for franchising and building yeah. the awareness of franchising yeah. Yeah. and also you know the, the the other thing is that franchising is you know without a doubt and you know i am massively biased and i don't i don't care if anyone you know has an issue with that but franchising is without a doubt <laughs> one of the best industries in the world because you know it allows people from every single background. So we were talking um, earlier about 
um, you know, some people that I know um, while I was working with a big fitness franchise that had been refugees from the, the Idi Amin kind of, you know, era. And uh, this one chap in particular, he, um, you know, just the most ins- awe-inspiring person. He came to England with, with absolutely, you know, no education. He was illiterate. And he started off um, kind of working in the KFC shop frying chicken, um, you know, and he worked himself up and he eventually became a manager and he taught himself to read and, you know, all of these kind of things. Uh, and when I met him, he owned nine Domino's pizzas, right? And yeah. he had millions in the bank. Wow. And, um, you know, to me, that is the power of franchising. It's, it allows anybody to be able to get into business, learn the principles of business and do it in, in what I would call a safe environment where, you know, you don't have to try and figure it out all by yourself, which is the, which is the death knell of a lot of small businesses. They, they feel like they, they only have themselves to figure it all out. With a franchise, you've got the support and you've got the backup and you've got amazing people like Adam who do the advertising and the marketing. And, you know, all you need to do is you just need to focus on the one thing that matters, and that is go out, make friends, and get clients, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and that's the beautiful thing about franchising, in my view. Yeah. The other thing I was going to say as well, which I don't know if you've looked at, but I think it's worth looking at as well, because we're all also assuming um, that um, there's certain communities which aren't touched enough by the, the, the recruitment process of franchising. But what we should also look at is uh, uh, the extent to which they are touched and what whether they're turned down or how whether they decide that they don't want to do it and if so mm. why are they deciding that they're not don't want to do it or why are they being turned down because that again speaks to um how we manage the process and uh, how we communicate yeah. it's interesting it's it's interesting bookie because like in my 15 years of of franchising i've 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 must have gone through a hundred thousand franchise leads um, here in the UK, uh, over that over that period of time, or at least seen them. I mean, Adam would have done many thousands more than that. Um, and really, they just they just aren't the applications in the first place, um, you know. And that's that's just that's just what I found. Um, so you know, it's interesting. It's interesting because you know, like we were saying earlier, sometimes sometimes being an entrepreneur stops you from fo- following another man's model. You know, yes. so it might actually be it might actually be perceived as a as a as a um, you know franchising might be perceived as something that's actually that's actually going to hold you back, and maybe that's the that's the challenge over there. So I don't know. I yeah. I just really honestly, from my point of view, I've yeah. I've seen very very few. You know, um, the the leads that I have got for franchising predominantly, um, you know, if they are from F- African extraction, have literally directly been from Africa from places like um, Nigeria, Kenya, South Africa every now and again, um, you know, but as for the UK, I haven't personally seen huge amounts. It might just be the industries that I've been in, but. I think it's, um, I think it's, edu- it's education, essentially. Mm. I think that yeah. this is a, a franchise problem um, where not enough of um, the UK population in general know enough about the franchising yeah, and the benefits true. of franchising. And, you know, Sean's passionate, um, speech there about you know how amazing franchising is that the, there's not enough knowledge generally in the uk about franchising i think it, yeah. it's, it's twofold really i think of what we're talking about here it's education nationally and then education into different minority groups about you know the mm. benefits of franchising too um yeah. Yeah. because i think the entrepreneurial point is a good point actually if you know if 
if people of certain backgrounds are much more entrepreneurial than others, um, I think there could be a myth that franchising might not be for them. So yeah. I think education is the key thing. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And it's like, it's so interesting what you were saying there, because um, if you look in the corporate world as well, they say exactly what you just said. You know, and I know that because I deal with a lot of corporates and, and what yeah. a, lot, a lot of corporates say, yeah, look, we just don't get the applications. Uh, you know, so that leads me to think two things. One is creativity, which we've talked about and yeah. how people um, recruit. Um, but also, I think awareness, gen general education awareness about, mm. you know, a lot of people don't don't understand the whole franchise model. And the only reason I have insight into it is because it's been something that I'm looking at doing myself. Yeah, and I have done in the past. Um, but if you think about it, most people don't really get it. More mm. like in the in the states, I would say more people get that model. Over there, over there, franchisees and franchisors are heroes. Yeah. Over here, you know, people still think it's some form of pyramid scheme. Yeah, exactly. And if they if they did get it here, here's the thing: if you get, you know, you have to work no matter what you do. But this, mm. the, you know. The simplicity of it is that it's pr it's a proven model. The risk level, but the rich level and the risk level is so low compared to any other form of entrepreneurial endeavor. Yeah. Um, the problem is I don't think enough people know it know that in those terms. So they just see it I as agree. what is that? You know, why would I do that? Why not? You know, and but I think if they did know. I, I think you, we would get more applications from a wider cross-section of the community. Yeah, Yeah, you're right about that. Well, that's why the mob show exists, right? Exactly we are here right. to loudly and proudly shout <laughs> about franchising to every corner <laughs> of existence. And, and it's great to hear you may be joining our franchise community as well. Yeah, that'd be yeah, good. You would be most welcome. And um, <laughs> I think it's been a brilliant chat. And yeah. I, I think um, everyone that's watching this and listening to this, um, I think everyone in the franchise sector, it's really made me think as we go through just yeah. actually, you know, what, what an opportunity this is. And I think yeah. we have seen how campaigns going into encourage more women into franchising has been massively successful for so yeah. many franchise yeah. networks. Um, and this, to me, presents another really positive um, opportunity well so, come on then let's get on with it so yeah, shall we start shall we shall, shall the three of us start the brand new brand new e-whiff right yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ethnic, ethnic minorities in the franchising I, I would love to do that because i think oh, it's so right. important ethnic minorities in franchising that's emmet yeah. not e-whiff that's emmet yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need to get on. <laughs> well, I think I think I think it'd be good because you know really the the franchising can rescue the world. We spoke about it earlier. We were talking about how franchising, social franchising, is going into Africa, um, yeah. and 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 helping people actually just start their businesses. So. You know, it's a good cause to be in, but it has been a great conversation. It has been. Thank you yeah. so much, Bookie. Thank you, Bookie. Yeah, no, I've been, enjoyed it immensely. Yeah. It's been great. And um, feel free to join our franchise mastermind group as well. So if you are looking yeah. to franchise your business, yeah. um, lots of franchisors in there. It's a great community where they'll answer any questions you have, et cetera, et cetera. So hopefully we'll see you there too. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Bookie. Thanks, guys. Right. Cheers. Okay. Cool. Brilliant. Well, thank you for listening to this edition of the Mob Show podcast. Remember, you can catch up on all Mob Show podcast episodes at mobshow.tv. 
And if you go to the contact page, you can make contact with either myself or Sean. And there's also links to join our franchise mastermind group.